Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Ben Beck, and we're going to focus on how to get started with Facebook Messenger chatbots. This is a mega trend, people. You're definitely going to want to pay attention to this episode. By the way, if you want to reach me, email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Let's now transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a really cool motion graphics add-on type of an app for iOS and Google Play, Android, called Lumiere. Lumiere. Okay, yes. well, what does it do? Yes. So I, I mean, we, there's so many of these different, oh, create, create great graphics and like add accents to pictures and all that kind of stuff and, you know, quote graphics and all that. There's so many of those apps out there. This one's unique though. This one's unique in the fact that over the top of either a static photo or a video, you can add motion graphics, accents, or uh, even static drop-in type stuff. And what I mean by that is, for example, you could have uh, a, a landscape or a like skyscrapers image, like a static image, but then add motion to it like lens flares that mm. aren't naturally already there. Very cool. um, you can add in some of the other cool stuff that you really only get with like Snapchat and well now Instagram where you've got those uh, face filters where you can put glasses on people that move with them as they're in the video. Cool stuff like that. Let's see. What else can you do? You can. Um, so wait a minute. Hold kinda, on. This yes. this does that. So this kind of provides that kind of Snapchat esque kind of filter to a a video, and then you can just record it and then download it, and then if you want, upload it elsewhere. Is that the idea? That's exactly it. Yep. That's just what it does. Huh. It it can even do some cool stuff like make it look like you remember when. Uh, Apple first came out with their photo booth stuff on the desktop and everybody was taking weird pictures of like they were in front of a roller coaster that was moving behind them and it was like green screen. It does that too. Wow. Very interesting. So how do you spell this uh, product? Yeah. So some people would think by the way that it's said that it's like Lumiere like on Beauty and the Beast, which is not. It's L-U-M-Y-E-R. Okay. And in fact, that's how you get to it, L-U-M-Y-E-R.com. And that's where you can find the links to download the iOS and the Android version of it. So how does um, it work as far as the price and all that fun stuff? Is it one of those yeah, freemium so, kind of things? 
Yeah, it's a, it's very much a freemium model. Um, it's a free app to download and to try out. And if you want to remove the watermark, it's a dollar ninety nine. Then there's a ton of different filters and add-ons and all that kind of stuff. Most of which are free, and you can just download your favorites. So it's not taking up too much space on your phone if you don't want to use all of them. And then occasionally you scroll by, and there's one that's like ninety nine cents or a dollar ninety nine, depending upon what it is. Is this more like Prisma? Or is this more like Snapchat? I would say it's more like Snapchat, to be honest. Prisma is the one where it takes the image and then makes it look all like artistic. You know, artistic. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But this is this is definitely more of an during the creation of the video or the image or a post effects add-on type of, of an app. Can it also animate text, do you know? I don't see any examples of them doing that. I think it's it's mostly adding in like confetti or snow or lightning even or like circly hearts that come in, Got the it. lens flares like I mentioned, and then all the different face cover-up type stuff. So the applications so, is really meant for more like a stories platform, a vertical video, or can it be used horizontally as well? Um, the only examples that I see are actually square video, which, which as we know is, is very prevalent and gets a lot more engagement than the landscape video these days. Got it. All right, cool. So everybody go check it out. How do they, how do they get to it again? Yeah. So you go to Lumiere.com. That's L-U-M-Y-E-R.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now for today's interview with Ben Beck. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. This week, I'm very excited to be joined by Ben Beck. If you don't know who Ben is, he is a bot expert. He writes a weekly column for clearvoice.com, and he's got an online course focused on generating leads with chatbots. Ben, welcome to the show. Mike, thank you for having me on. I'm a huge fan of the Social Media Examiner blog and podcast, so it's, it's a treat to be on your podcast today. Awesome. Well, I'm super stoked to have you. Today, Ben and I are going to focus on what you need to know to get started with chatbots. So Ben, um, let's back up for a second and well, actually not back up, but let's go back in time, if you will, and talk about how in the world you got here. What got you into bots and tell us the story. Yeah. So, uh, it is a, a real step back in time to the nineties. Well, well before, um, Google and Facebook were really a big thing. So in the, in the mid nineties, um, I remember finding a bot named Alice and she was the the first bot 
to really start using natural language processing, um, meaning that you could type something in and she would give you some kind of response, the best response that she thought. So it started, started clear back in the 90s. I think she came out in 94 or 95. Hmm. Um, and I was, I was just a teenager at the time, but I was intrigued by Alice. Yeah, tell us more. What in the world? I mean, was this bot something that was done over the internet? It was. It was over the internet, and it uh, it was a very, very rudimentary interface. It had a little box that you type it in, and then just it showed up a response. The HTML just rendered it right there. So I don't know uh, what technology it was using. And I remember I, I remember looking at the code and hoping that I could play with it and build it out a little bit, but it was so uh, so difficult. I never, I never got there, but it, it at least gave me a good interest into chatbots. And so I've been kind of been watching them over the years. And then in 2004, I really got into online marketing and it, it started with things like SEO and online advertising. And then over about the last uh, six, seven years, it's really morphed into the marketing automation and email marketing. And so that's where I really uh, feel like my main expertise has been the last five years is in using systems like HubSpot and Marketo to, to do some good email drip campaigns and using those really robust solutions for lead generation. And, and, and then, you know, just last year, Facebook released the option to do chatbots inside of Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. And I watched that really closely because that is what I think, I think it's going to be a game changer. Um, we're going to see people more naturally conversing with these bots to get information on a business or to submit information to, um, to, to get help with booking vacation plans, whatever it is. And it's going to be, I think, the new lead generation method that I don't know that it will unseat email, but I think it will be just as big as email. It's funny because I remember many years ago, I think I was at Social Media Marketing World in the early years, or might have even been one of our online conferences, where I said, hey, Facebook could replace email, and it kind of has, right? Because everybody now just types in the person's name and they can send a message back and forth. And the idea now that there is some sort of a bot that now is working through Facebook Messenger is is kind of intriguing. So let's start this line of questioning by, first of all, defining what the heck a chatbot is, because I know there's a lot of people listening right now that have no idea what it is. Can you can you help us yeah, understand it? Absolutely. So the, the most rudimentary uh, description I can give is that it's, it's a, a software application that is built to simulate a human-like conversation. That's that's the real premise behind it, and that's been the premise for the longest time. Um, but it, it's just really started to take to take off. I think so. There's a, a fellow Matt Matt Schlicht who um, he's the creator of Octane AI, and that's a chatbot building platform. He also writes about chatbots. I believe it was him that that compared chatbots to a game of tennis, and this is how it has been for the longest time. Where talk reply. Talk, reply, talk, reply, hit it over the net, receive, hit it back over the net. So chatbots for a long time have been like that, but they're just starting to take on human-like uh, capacities. Um, and it's it, it's cool to see, you know, so Microsoft had Tay. It was a, a chatbot that they released about a year ago. Um, and Tay was really popular. It got tons of interaction for the first day or two that it was alive, and then people because of their interactions with Tay had kind of programmed in 
um, racist and other other bad conversational habits. And Tay actually became, um, she, through her learning, she became racist. And you could trick her into saying things that were really bad. So Microsoft had to pull Tay down. But it's it's, it's uh, intriguing to see where chatbots have come over the last 15 years. So it sounds to me as if, if I could try to paraphrase some of what you're saying here, a chat bot, if we think of the word chat, you are interacting or chatting, quote unquote, with um, a system or a bot or a robot or a you know piece of code rather than a human being at its core level. And in the beginning, it was pretty much you type in a response and the thing replies with a response. And I'm guessing that some chatbots are actually very limited in what they can do and what they can understand. But other ones, it sounds like, like this Microsoft one, are employing some level of artificial intelligence to actually somehow simultaneously learn and tap into many different systems and stuff. I mean, is, is help us understand like the, 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 the range of what can be done with a chatbot. Yeah. So, so chatbots can be, like you said, as simple as let's say you go on to um, a website for a theme park. Let's say you're, you're take, planning on taking your family to Disneyland and you go onto the website and they've got a little pop-up box to chat with somebody and you jump on and you just ask a question such as what time does the park open on uh, September twelfth, mm. and it gives gives you the answer. So it's just it's just it's just watching for certain patterns in a string to determine what response it should give. So it can be as basic as that, but that same chatbot um, could be learning. And if someone like Disney was to build a chatbot for their websites, they would use the best in artificial intelligence technology, and that chatbot would actually start to learn. And and one thing that Disney could do is they could take out they could take all of the live chats that they've had over the last 5 or 6 years and they could take those conversations and feed it into their artificial intelligence platform mm. and the chatbot could learn from that and actually become more human like by studying questions and responses or dialogues that had been had between an actual person and uh, a park guest so chatbots are as as, as advanced as that wow so for the marketers that are listening right now, we're going to now zoom in for a minute on Facebook Messenger chatbots um, because obviously uh, we're not Disney, most of us. you know, We don't have monster big budgets to tap into AI systems and stuff like that. So, so zooming into Messenger chatbots, first of all, let's describe what is a Messenger chatbot and then what are some of the applications that you've seen uh, or possible applications that people could be doing with, with Facebook Messenger and chatbots. Yeah, so Facebook Facebook is really opening it up with Messenger. Um, there's over 1.2 billion Facebook Messenger users currently, and Facebook's putting a lot of money into that to get people on the platform, and chatbots is a big piece of that. And um, some of the ways that Facebook has started to empower small business or medium business marketers is through a quick connection method where let's pretend you've got a website and your website um, let's pretend it's an e-commerce website. So you've got an e-commerce website where you're selling things on Etsy, but you've also got your own website. As people hit your website, they can ask a question of a bot or they can say, I want to be updated on um, new products that you're releasing. And all they have to do is click the little blue button at the bottom that will take them straight into Facebook Messenger. It will open up Facebook Messenger on their desktop if they're on a on a laptop or a desktop computer. 
or if they're on mobile, it just opens up the Facebook Messenger app on their phone. And um, you have your welcome message show up, and as soon as they respond to that welcome message, or as soon as they hit the yes button that pops up, um, as soon as they take an action, they're considered one of your subscribers. And Facebook now gives you, as a marketer, permission to reach out to that individual anytime you want through Facebook Messenger. So it's a very powerful new channel that marketers can use to get in front of their audience. I've seen some really cool applications of this, and I know you and I have spoken about this offline, but some of the things that people do with these uh, messenger chatbots is instead of using an email opt-in form to try to get someone to take an action like uh, get a free ebook or you know, like a PDF or a video, instead what they're doing is they are allowing you to click a button and they already recognize who you are because nobody logs out of Facebook, right? And with one click of a button, um, you're brought into Facebook and simply confirming or whatever that you want to receive whatever, and then it delivers it through Facebook Messenger. That's kind of the, I think the paradigm shift that's going on here is that we're now collecting kind of, uh, if you will, an audience rather than an email. Is that right? I mean, am I describing that right? Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. And, and the part that makes it so different from email is your phone is showing notifications all day long that new emails are coming through. And it's not for Facebook Messenger, simply because Facebook Messenger is so new and so untapped right now that any marketers who, who do kind of move their lead generation method, methods into Facebook Messenger they've got an immediate advantage. So um, it's a, a fresh new medium. And, I, and the way that you described it is, is exactly right. There, there's one holdup with Facebook Messenger. Um, people that subscribe to your, your Facebook Messenger bot, ultimately, you cannot see their email address right now. And that's the one hang up. You can see their gender. You can see where they're from. You can see their name. But Facebook is not revealing the email address right now. And that's, you know, it's in Facebook's best interest because it's keeping you inside the Facebook I don't Messenger think they, platform. I don't think they ever will because for those they of us that, those of us that have a lot of fans on our Facebook page, they don't let you have that information either. Um, yep. But one of the other advantages that I think is so fascinating is so many people have notifications on their phone for Messenger, meaning yep. they can be locked screen and still get a notification um, when they get a message. It's almost the equivalent of getting an instant message you know, um, from a friend. And I think this is part of the reason why it's so powerful. And the other side of it is when you're on facebook.com, that little, that little bubble chat bubble shows up with a number in it, you know, whenever you have a message and, and this chatbot technology allows you to trigger one of those messages. And for a lot of people, it's a big psychological thing to clear that thing, you know, so they're going to go in and they're going to read that. Have you found that people that are using chatbots are getting much better response than alternative mediums? They are. So the, the, the current, current research shows that 60% of people receiving messages on Facebook Messenger through uh, a chatbot are engaging with that. And that's, you know, you compare that to email. You know, if you've got a phenomenal email marketing list, maybe you're getting 30 or 40% open rate, but your click-through rate ultimately only ends up being 1% to 3%. So you're looking at 3% engagement versus 60% engagement on a Facebook Messenger chatbot, and it's a, it's a world of difference for marketers. What are some of the business applications here beyond just, um, you know, put it on your website? Have you heard of other businesses that are using Messenger chatbots? And what are some of the, because I want people listening right now to kind of have, let's just talk, even if it's hypothetical of what can be done with these chatbots, because it's pretty broad, isn't it? 
It is. I, I, I believe it's Domino's Pizza that currently allows you to order a pizza through mes- uh, Facebook Messenger. Um, and so things like that, you've got big organizations that allow you to order products. One um, hundred flowers the, does too. Actually, I've I've tried it. Before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, how was your experience with it? Well, it was pretty cool. It was pretty much you just start interacting with the one eight hundred flowers uh, page, and then it, you know, it asks you like, what kind of flowers do you want? How many do you want? It shows you pictures. I mean, it, it pretty much just takes you through the entire process as if you were standing in front of a, you know, a person inside of a store, and it will show you the status of your order. It's you know, um, the problem was I had an, I had a problem with an order, you know, and it, and I was trying to say, Hey, I didn't get as many roses as I promised. And the chat bot was trying to sell me another thing of roses. So, you know, it wasn't, it was oh, yeah. great on the order side, but it wasn't so good on the actual customer support side of it. But I was pretty impressed at how instant it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a tool we'll talk about later, I think on the podcast, but a tool called many chat that it, it has the automatic dialogues. It's got the artificial intelligent driven content that it submits but then there's also an option to step into a conversation and have a live chat with them Mm. and that would have been a great solution for you when you were ordering flowers and you had a problem is um, they could have set their system up to watch for a need a need for an actual individual human to jump into that conversation and that would have been a lot better experience for you so yep another application Another application that I saw was I saw someone doing a contest on a Facebook page and um, they were saying simply put this code word in the actual um, Facebook post and we will message you a um, something, you know, like they were giving away a blender, I think. And uh, if you put this code word in the Facebook post as a, as an actual comment, the chat bot was smart enough to know that that code word was entered as a comment and to private message, if you will, through messenger, that person. And I thought that was a brilliant thing, you know, from a promotions perspective, have you heard of any other creative applications with messenger chatbots? Yeah. So that, 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 that example you just shared of someone commenting and having a chatbot actually watch the comments that's a, f- a function that's native to ManyChat, one of the tools we'll discuss. And another thing that ManyChat does that is really cool is um, it will tie into the Facebook advertising API. Well, it's, it's using a programming language that sounds super scary. It's using JSON, and it sounds like it's a really scary programming thing. But all you do is go into ManyChat, and you have a point-and-click interface where you say, um, when someone clicks on the ad, I want to show this messenger bot. And then you take a little bit of, bit of code that it gives you. You don't need to understand it. You just copy and paste it, and then you go and put it in the Facebook advertising power editor. You just drop it into one of the fields in the ad. And then what happens is if someone sees your ad and they click it, it automatically opens up Facebook Messenger, and they can start a dialogue with your chatbot. And, and the awesome thing is all they have to do is send a single message or click the little button that says, let's get started. And as soon as they've done that, they're now on your subscriber list and Facebook allows you to message them as much as you'd like. Very cool. I'm curious from a customer support side of things, is it possible to use a chat bot? For example, I'm thinking in the case of social media marketing world, we have a special Facebook page, you know, called social media marketing world. And is it possible for us to set up a chat bot um, that has the most common questions that people ask about the conference, like I'm from another country, how do I get a visa, and all these kinds of things. Is that something we can potentially do with chatbots so we can provide like around-the-clock customer service? Yeah, it is, and it's it's something that I think 
you know, an event like yours where you've got a really good uh, number of attendees coming out to it, it would be more than worthwhile because it's not only going to be something that's customer service. And you can you can look at the FAQs that you've received over the years, or maybe you have an FAQ section on your your conference site. You can just pull those and plug them into the the chatbot interface, the the platform you've built it on, and it will even look for certain patterns. So if if someone's asking about getting a visa, um, they don't have to ask the, the exact same way for the chatbot to give the response. The chatbots are pretty smart at being able to detect similar questions and answers. So it can serve up those FAQs, but it can take it a step further and use it as a lead generation method for you, where after it's answered the question, because they're using Facebook Messenger, your messenger can reach back out to them, let's say a day or two later, and offer a promotional code or offer um, an ebook on why it's so important to attend or display a video from one of your past attendees where they're talking about how valuable of an experience it was to be at your conference. See, this is where I think the magic sauce is happening, folks, and some of the people are starting to like connect the dots in their brain, right? Because this is really marketing automation done through Messenger, isn't it? It, it is, and it's and the the crazy thing is, you know, with HubSpot or Marketo, both very powerful platforms, you're going to pay at least ten thousand dollars a year to get their very intro systems, and these chatbot messengers cost. There's a lot of free ones, or they cost ten dollars for five hundred subscribers. You know, they're they're very affordable. So. In my mind, I see the summary. Some of the applications are obviously lead generation, customer support, um, selling. You know, obviously, if you had a sale, I would imagine you could reach out to um, the audience that you're building inside of Messenger and say, hey, we've got a sale that ends, right? Um, Facebook advertising. So if this is creating custom audiences, presumably you could, you could, um, you could also uh, advertise through Facebook to the messenger audience that's already interacted with you. So you begin to see all the possible applications. Is there any other applications we're missing before we get into some of the tech that's powering all this stuff? Yeah. So there's, there's a a bunch we can just power through real quick. If you have an app that you're trying to teach someone about um, telegram is the big platform that lives inside the app that pops up. Those are actually chatbot driven. But you can also put that inside Facebook Messenger. So as soon as someone logs up, logs into your software, they go into Facebook Messenger and get tutorials. So you can onboard new app users. You can um, you can you could have a bot that's a life coach, you know, that's just wow. giving some free advice or some de-stressing techniques that ultimately upsells them for a one-on-one consultation. You can do things like segmenting your customers. You can ask questions or look at questions that are being asked and use that to build out a segment and custom audiences for your Facebook advertising. Um, you can use it for lead scoring. Lead scoring is so important where marketing, maybe marketing has already generated a lead and they want to pass it over to the sales team, but they know the sales team will only work it if it's really ready. You could use Facebook Messenger to evaluate how sales ready a lead is. So you could use it for the scoring side as well. There's so many applications for this. It's pretty mind blowing, isn't it? I mean, this is kind of a development of an entirely new um, message delivery platform that frankly just didn't exist uh, in any kind of easy way until Facebook really recently and and, and maybe some others have come out with these tools that make it super easy. So uh, I'm super stoked about it. I mean, like as you were talking, I mean, my mind was just going wild with all the possibilities. So let's start with the platforms because um, while it's true that Facebook Messenger is a platform, 
Um, there are tools that kind of tap into Facebook Messenger that make it so that anybody can do this. So let's start with, you know, these chatbot tools. Is there one or two that we should look at? What's your thoughts? There are. So there, the, the two that I would recommend, um, and they've got different use case scenarios. There's one called API.ai. And then there's another one called ManyChat. ManyChat is what, what I've been discussing mostly. Um, and ManyChat, the reason why I've been discussing it more on this podcast is because I think it's the best solution if you're using Facebook Messenger. If you want to use other platforms like Telegram or Slack, or if you want to create a Skype chatbot, um, if you want to create something that will work on Alexa, in that case, API.ai is a better solution because you can build the bot, bot once and then release it into different locations. Huh. Um, can, so, you, can that work on Facebook Messenger as well? It can. Yeah. So API.ai is a really good solution even for Facebook Messenger. One area where many chats trumps API.ai is in the drip marketing. You know, like we discussed, if you ordered some flowers from flower, from 1-800-Flowers um, or flowers.com, if you ordered some flowers, then a, maybe let's, let's say the window, the delivery window was for five days later. You could tell ManyChat to reach out two days after the order was delivered and ask how the flowers was, mm. how, how the flower delivery turned out, you know? And so it could be a proactive marketing experience ManyChat does that really well. It's super easy to set up. But API.ai isn't, uh, that's not the, the focus of their chatbot, so they don't do that quite as well. API is more robust, though, and in the name, um, you can tie it into other APIs. So, is it like Zapier almost, like it's connecting all these things together, if you will, or is that totally, do you even know what that is? Yeah, I know Zapier, and Zapier is a great tool. I think, I believe ManyChat and API will both connect to Zapier, so you can tie them into your CRM or into a Google spreadsheet to record data. You can tie them anywhere. Um, API is more, it's very similar to ManyChat, where it's really a builder. Got it. They've just, they've just gone out and developed inter- integrations with more uh, communication platforms like Slack and Skype. What's the cost for API.ai versus ManyChat? So API.ai right now is free. Oh, well, that's, is, that's a big advantage, isn't it? It, it is. It's mind-blowing. I think what they're doing now is they're just trying to build their audience, and then they're going to release freemium versions or, or paid versions for more functionality. Right now, now they're not doing that. They're obviously trying to grow their market. ManyChat is also doing the freemium model where they've got a free version that's quite robust by itself, but they only allow you to do um, – uh, you've only got a certain number of broadcasts you can do, so a certain t- number of uh, pings out to your users where you're pinging them with a proactive message. And then um, they've got some limits on how many different of their tools. That you, they've got little quick launch tools that you can use. ManyChat does. It makes it really easy. You can only use four of them at a time on ManyChat. Um, if you want to go beyond that, you need to pay for it, but the price is, is really affordable. For 500 users, it's $10, um, and it goes up very incrementally. I think if you have around 10,000 users, it's like $50. I mean, it's just a very affordable system. So I have been on the consumer side of many chat and I've seen it deliver PDFs. I've seen it deliver videos. I've seen it deliver animated gifts. I've seen it even deliver like multiple choice. Like you click on which one you want, you know what I mean? And then, and then it auto responds it. So you don't even have to type in queries at all. You're just kind of selecting, if you will, from kind of a pop-up of options. Um, yep. is that the same way that API.ai works? 
It is, and those those options that are shown shown to you, they're called cards. And so, um, both API.ai and ManyChat use the same the same structure. You have a card that displays to you, and usually there's some buttons below it that you can just click on, and it will take you down the stream. It'll kind of take you down the logic chart that they've built out, um, or you can type in a response in the actual type box, and it will try to determine what you're saying. And so, yes, both ManyChat and API.ai use that same methodology where it's just a chart, chart uh, sorry, a card, and you can include, like you said, videos, downloadable files, pictures. You can do a picture carousel. Um, that's how Domino's works for their ordering is they'll actually show you different pictures and you just slide left or right and then click on the one that you want and then it takes you to the toppings and it takes you to the extras and it takes you to the drink menu. And so um, all the chatbots kind of use that same style. Is does this get super technical, or are these literally as easy to use as like email providers when it comes to you know programming these things, if you will? They are. They're super easy. I wouldn't say, you know, in, in the email provider world, you've got your Mailchimp's of the world where they're just super easy. The user interface is, is really there. It's dialed in. Um, they're not quite there yet because there is a lot of functionality. There's a lot of logic that can go on, mm-hmm. and so. Um, they require a little bit bit more thinking as right. they're doing it. You can't just throw something up. I don't think that you'd want to anyways to get in front of your audience. Um, but they're still very easy to use. You don't have to do any programming language. It's simply point, click, drag, drop, type in the words that you want, uh, upload your image, put your embed code there for the, the YouTube video. It's very, very simple. Now, I'm assuming that somewhere with both of these tools, every time someone engages with you through Messenger, that somehow their name is getting added to some sort of a list. Is that right? And then you're broadcasting back to that list through the bot. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah. And the the bot actually will, it'll, it keeps the list of everyone who is engaged with you and you can pull up the individual person and see exactly what the chat conversation is that you had. Oh, wow. And then you can, yeah. And then, then you can take those lists as well and um, put them into different categories. You can tag them. In many chat, it's called tags, where you assign a tag to somebody, and that tag could be the product interest that they have of yours. And so then you're going to start to give them that product stream. Um, very cool stuff. It, it, so one, one cool thing that API.ai does is it will track all of the conversation that an individual has had with you, and you can open that up, and then it will highlight parts of the conversation in like a pink color where it uh, didn't do a very good job with the natural language processing and it didn't know how to respond. And so it just shows you that and then you can quickly punch in a response. Um, And then in the future, it now knows how it needs to work. So API.ai is more robust in that that side. ManyChat doesn't have that functionality yet, even though I'm sure it's coming. So so, so API.ai, the AI really stands for artificial intelligence, it sounds like, right? So the, it does, yeah. There's definitely an artificial intelligence, natural language query thing going on with the API.ai. It sounds like with ManyChat, it's more like um, you have to program it a little bit more. Is that fair assessment or no? Yeah, that is a fair assessment. And I, I, I think that you're going to see ManyChat getting into the artificial intelligence space. But for now, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep a sim- keep it a simple marketing tool where you, you program in what, the, what you want your streams to be and people can enter those streams and then they get nurtured along the way. So I think that's what many chats trying to go with. So let's talk about the programming uh, in either one of these situations. Like how do we essentially feed the bot? <laughs> yeah, great question. So um, both of them, 
have the the point and click interfaces where you 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 say, hey, here's the welcome message, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give them two options. They can go down this path or they can go down this path. And then you build out the individual paths and you add cards to those paths. Um, and it's it's all a point and click interface. You don't need to have any programming experience. Um, the big question that, that people ask me all the time about chatbots is where do I get the content to feed these? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you mentioned, you know, with your social media conference, you mentioned that you got frequently asked questions. Questions, right? right. And you and you know, I mean, you've you've been doing this conference for years. You had probably hundreds, if not thousands, of people email you questions. Yeah, or, we have a whole database of you know customer yeah. inquiries too. Yep, and and that would be the best place to start. Um, for building a bat, a bot for customer service, would to be would to be going to those FAQs. Um, another thing that I've done with some clients is we will actually just pull up their Google Analytics account and look at the homepage, and then pull up the little heat map, the click map thing to see where people are clicking, and that gives us a quick visualization of okay, someone comes to your homepage, what are they looking for, and then we'll use that to build up the logic behind the bot. Um, Another client that I've got is a a real estate company. Um, They asked me to go through Quora and pull down all of the relevant questions. And so I just went to Upwork.com and found a a contractor who could do some scraping of Quora. I know scraping can be bad, but we did it in a responsible way where we weren't overloading their server or anything. Um, And we went through Quora and pulled down relevant questions. And we're not going to copy any of that content, but we're using that to help inform the content that's going to be in the chatbot for this real estate agency. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, and then also, so API.ai um, has templates already built in that you can easily select from. And uh, many chat does too. Many chat calls them, uh, they call it, calls them examples. So anytime you start a new process with many chat, it will already have an example in there that you can just go in and change. And it, it just helps you get started a little bit quicker. So we've we've gotten to the point where, okay, we've decided we're going to do a bot. And we've decided we're going to use one of these two platforms, either API.ai or ManyChat. And um, we've programmed, we've, I guess one of the, before you start programming Q&A, you kind of got to think about what's the purpose here, right? Like, what do you hope to do with this? Like, is it going to be customer service? Is it going to be generating and nurturing leads? Um, if you're going to be using it for lead generation, how might we want to be thinking about it? Like what should we be thinking about as far as setting up everything uh, inside the bot? So you, you need to make sure that you're, um, first of all, that you've got a very tight focus on what, what the path is that you're trying to get them to take. And the people that I've seen that have used many chats successfully, um, they've got the end goal and they've got it, they've got it kind of staged out where the, they know that you're top of funnel. So all they're trying to do is to get you to watch a video. And after you've watched a video, and they, you can see that, if you can see if someone clicks through in ManyChat, once they've watched a video, then you're going to serve up the net, next piece, which is maybe an ebook download. And at that point, you're asking for their email address. And you can do that in, within the chatbot. So you're and collecting it's, the it's email smart, address. It's smart, though. And it knows if you didn't watch the video, it might ping you again in a couple of days. Hey, don't forget to watch the video or something else. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. You can set up different logic where if they don't watch the video and they don't engage, then you send just a generic message. Uh, maybe with a different video, or you send a generic message. Maybe, hey, I would love to answer any questions that you have. You know, you, so you can feed it different content based on the logic. So, for marketers, um, 
I know content marketing is super important, but something that marketers always are challenged with is how do I get the content created? You know, you're so busy doing so many things. And so um, I would recommend before you build your chatbot, sit down with a piece of paper and draw out a really basic workflow where you're saying this is the first step, this is the second step, this is the third step. And keep it simple. And then and then from there, build the content. Do you want to do we want to keep people in the messenger interface or do we ultimately want to try to get them maybe over to an email automation system where you could start delivering things over email or, or do you think this is kind of the beginning of a new way of communication and we should just make sure we keep everything inside of the messenger bot? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, um, it, it really depends on what your use case is. Maybe B2C and B2B might play differently, but of the clients that I've helped build chat bots, uh, all of them have wanted to keep it within the Facebook messenger app. It's probably uh, because they're getting so much better engagement and response, right? Versus an email that may never are. get opened, right? Yeah. Even, even someone with tons of Facebook friends, they're still only getting a couple message messenger posts a day from their friends. Right. And so it's still a very untapped market. And like you said, you know, when you log into Facebook, you have that little red number over the, the, the communication icon up in the top, right? People have to click that red button just to just to clear it out if nothing else. So, um, how do people opt out? Like you know, with email it's obvious, but with Messenger it's not. I mean, what do you do? Do you just delete the the message stream, or do you say stop from a consumer perspective? Do you know? Yeah, it's just like text message marketing. You reply stop, and it takes them out. And all of the the chatbot programs operate the same way. I think it's a requirement by Facebook, and then Facebook, when you respond stop, Facebook will actually. Um, well, no, so I, I was going to say Facebook will, will automatically opt them out, but Facebook doesn't. It's actually, you have to build that into your, your bot and the bots are already programmed. If you're using a mini chat bot, it's already programmed to watch for stop. Um, but as soon as it does it, it will unsubscribe it. So that, that's the way that all of the systems are currently doing it is you just type in stop. I think the magic sauce here, and I want to reiterate, it's something I said earlier. Um, the magic sauce here is that if you are smart about putting something up on your website and you're getting traffic through Google search or Facebook ads or email, um, and instead of having a uh, fill out your name and email address to get this free ebook, instead it would show literally your face and a little blue button, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that says click to get in Messenger. And it's instant. I mean, like there is no friction at all. And some, I did it the first time I did it. I didn't even realize I did it. And then instantly up popped in messenger, you know, the PDF thing. So I think the speed at which it happens, the frictionless nature of it, it is really, really cool. Um, I know that you're working on a course, Ben. Why don't you tell everybody where they can discover more about you and the cool stuff that you're coming out with? Yeah. So the, the, the course that I'm building is specifically around how to use chatbots to generate leads. And I'm going over ManyChat as the primary tool, but I'm also going over two other tools, API.ai, which I already discussed, and I'm also going over ChatFuel. It's another system. It's uh, easier to use. Companies can get started really quick with it. And so if you are interested in this course, I would love for you to sign up for it. Go over to chatbotleadgen.com, and there's a little sign-up right now um, for... The, the next little while while I'm building this out, I've got right now I've got about four four hours of content and I'm only 
probably about two thirds of the way done with the content. And then I need to break it up into five minute segments. So the, the course isn't going to release until mid August, 2017. Um, but I am taking signups and the first 100 people that sign up, I'm going to put you into the beta program where you get it first. And I would love to get as many people in there as I can to, to get your advice on how to improve this. So Awesome. Again, yeah, chatbotleadgen.com. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, I do tweet a lot about chatbots and marketing technology in general. So my Twitter handle is MartechBen. MartechBen. Yep. Awesome. Ben Beck, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and insight with us about Messenger chatbots. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Mike, for having me. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's interview. If there was anything we mentioned and you didn't capture it, don't worry, we got you back. We got all the show notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 259. Also, get this thing on your regular listening schedule by hitting that subscribe button on your podcast player. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.